Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Join the Journey podcast. To learn more about today's reading or to read along with us, check out jointhejourney.com. Thanks for joining, friends. My name is Bryn Krejci, and I'm back for another episode. And today, we're looking at 2 Peter 3. Now, if you have a Bible that has headings over a chapter, yours might say something like, the day of the Lord will come. Okay, don't check out. I know that whenever there's a passage talking about the day of the Lord, there's usually two reactions. Either super excited that we're talking about end times or really checked out because we're talking about end times. Well, this passage is a little different. This passage is a passage talking about talking about end times. And not only that, I think it provides a lot of comfort for us that you might not expect. Now, right off the bat, Peter urges them to remember the prediction of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord through the apostles, specifically that the Lord would come again to judge the world. Yet he tells them that there will be scoffers, a person who mocks or makes fun of someone or something, often a religion or moral values. And the scoffers will say in verse 4, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. They're essentially saying that, hey, things are going on how they've always gone on. Nothing's going to change. But Peter takes a second to set the record straight. In the first words of verse 5, we get a contrast. They, referring to the scoffers, deliberately overlooked this fact. Peter brings it back to Genesis, to the creation account, that God was the one who formed the world, and he reminds them of the great flood that wiped out the ungodly and only preserved Noah and his family. The scoffers would be right in saying that judgment hasn't come yet, but Peter reminds us that judgment is coming. And not only that, but Peter tells us what the scoffers missed. Verse 8 says, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Friends, everything we do is constrained by time. Honestly, it feels like a massive fight to have enough time. I have to wake up at a certain time. I have to go to work at a certain time. And it's a constant struggle to have enough of it to do the tasks in my day. And it's not a bad thing. Today, as I came to the podcast studio, the expectation was that I would come at the appropriate time because others have deadlines of their own. And for me, everything revolves around time. But then we get to verse 8, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. And what the author is trying to do is say, you don't know time like God does. We cannot confine him to our time schedules. When I was a teenager, I thought I knew everything, and I would have told you so. But now I'm a young married man, and I realize how much I don't know. And it took time for me to realize that. But then I talk to people who I look up to, who are much older than me, and I talk to them about life. And even they say that they haven't figured it out either. Yet with God, his use of time is extensive, that he might use a thousand years to do what we might feel should be done in a day, as well as intensive, doing in a day what we might feel like could be only done in a thousand years. His ways are better than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So when the scoffer says, where is the promise of his coming? We must understand that God's timing isn't our own. Yet even with the reality that God will judge the world, 
And we are met with the reason that why he hasn't done it yet. In verse 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Yes, even the scoffer. In this comforting verse, we get such a beautiful insight into the heart of God, his profound and deep love of his creation. Despite rejection, God still desires creation to turn to him. The reality of our salvation is that we have rejected the world and accepted him in light of his patience towards us. But while he allows time, not everyone will choose him. People will continue to scoff and turn away from the Lord. Friends, as we look at this context, it should do two things. It should cause us to ask if the scoffers then are scoffing about the promise of his coming judgment, then what are the scoffers of today talking about? How can we be a light of truth in a world that is prepared to fully reject God. And secondly, in light of God's character, people are given more time to look at the God they laugh at and turn to him. These are the people we are going to encounter. Tell them about the hope that is within you. Share the gospel with them. Tell them about how you were once dead to sin and now alive to Christ. And I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? Leaving a review helps others more easily find the podcast and read along with us. So we'd love your help.